This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Daniel Nissan. He's a channel sales and marketing expert, entrepreneur, and president and CEO at Structured Web. Daniel, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. Tell Thank us you, about, Nathan. You bet. Tell us about Structured Web. What do you guys do and how do you make money? So StructureWeb is the market leader in channel marketing automation software. Uh, we help large global enterprises uh, to equip their local resellers with ready-made marketing content and marketing tools uh, to execute marketing at the local level. Uh, most of our customers at the moment are large tech companies that have resellers, dealers, agents in a variety of countries, and they are the primary users of our system. And is it a pure play SaaS model? It's a pure play SaaS model, and the channel partners get it as a service at no cost, fully subsidized by their brands that provide them the service. Interesting. So, okay, so what's the average customer pay per month just to avoid going down every different cohort? Uh, the, the prices uh, are varied based on the number of uh, channel partners they have on, on the platform, and it can vary from anywhere from $5,000 a month to over $100,000 a month. Okay, give me an average, though, would you say? I would say $20,000. Okay, and give me more of the backstory here. When did you launch the company and, and why start a company at all? That's a good question. So I started this company in 1999. 99? My gosh, 99. Daniel. Yeah. You, have, you have the patience of a grasshopper. It's an overnight success. Yeah, right? That's what they all say. <laughs> yes. Uh, the idea was when, when the, the internet was you know, booming at that time, uh, I saw a lot of small businesses trying to set their online presence and everybody trying to reinvent the wheel. So I said, why won't I create a company where we create a templatized website with, for different industries with different functionality and we'll keep that functionality uh, evolving as the internet continued to evolve. We didn't know what's kind of going to be available later on, but we'll, we knew that the technology is moving very quick. So we, we focused on small businesses in the same group, and we tried different industries. We tried chiropractors, to, and that was in 2000. We tried to sell them, says, what is internet, and I don't have a connection even to UC or offering. So we moved from that. We moved to travel agents. And there, we had a great product with distribution. We had a lot of uh, travel vendors subsidizing the offer. And we launched it on September 9th, 2001. Fascinating. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or have you raised? Uh, We raised money then, and since then, we bootstrapped the company. So after the the travel was not successful, we tried other resellers. We found So how much, real quick, Daniel, how much have you raised total? Uh, We raised uh, $5.7 million in, in equity. And we have about a few million dollars in debt as well. Okay, the five seven in equity that you raised back in the early two thousands are those folks still yeah. on the cap table, or have you bought them out? No, nope, still on the cap table. Very supportive, very friendly investors. How are they? How are they patient for over seventeen years? How have you held them back? It just a full dedication to the business, full transparency, and they do understand that sometimes things go immediately, sometimes they go busted, and sometimes it just takes more time. Late bloomer. 
That's great. That's that's yeah. a, that, you're lu- you're a lucky guy. Maybe actually, maybe I'll say you're a smart guy because you picked the right people, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What have you? But scaled- luck is also very important. What is? I said luck is also important. Yeah. What have you scaled to today in terms of total customers using you? Uh, we have a few dozen customers uh, and global users of over one hundred thousand businesses using Structure Web. Okay. So each one of our customers give it to hundreds and thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of their channel partners globally. So when you say a couple dozen, I mean, can we say like 36, something like that? Something like that. Okay. Can I multiply that times the $20,000 ACV and assume you guys are, what, are doing 700 grand a month, something like that? Yeah. That's in that range? Calculation, yeah. Okay. Without getting, no, I don't know how publicly this <laughs> podcast is, so we don't want to disclose too much information on a public podcast. Well, what does that mean? Have you listened to an episode before? No. Come on, Daniel. That's your own fault, Ben. The podcast is downloaded by <laughs> five by like five million people every month, so it goes out all over. I interview B two B SaaS CEOs every day. Uh, so, but but just to be clear, I mean, I want to make sure. I mean, those are just numbers that you gave me that I'm multiplying thirty six times twenty grand. Are you generally in that seven hundred seven hundred range? That's the right calculation. Okay. Yeah, got it. That's fair. And then, what are you growing at year over year? Uh, year over year, last year, and our plan for 2018 is about 30, 30% growth year over year. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty healthy. So you were doing what, about 600 grand a month, 12 months ago? Uh, something like that. That yeah. would be 20% growth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And what's driving most of the growth? How are you finding new customers? Where are you getting them? Uh, we do a lot of uh, marketing activities, both online and offline, trade shows, uh, industry events. And we have uh, our own online marketing, Google advertising. Uh, we have a lot of referrals. So it's a relatively closed, uh, small industry, the tech industry. We're talking about you know, a few thousand companies of people in the industry share information. Uh, they go to industry analysts and, and ask for the short list of companies to talk to. And we typically will be on that short list of companies they consider. What kickback do you pay to your partners? We don't. You don't. It's totally no. free. Interesting. Do you do any paid marketing? Uh, paid marketing, yes. We do, as I said, we do Google advertising. We do trade shows. We do events. We do uh, direct mail sometimes. Uh, for that, we pay. But for any referral partners, no, we don't pay for that. Which conference has been most successful for you in terms of lead generation? Anyone that is channel-focused. So Because we deal with the channel industry. So we go where you can find channel chiefs. Those are the typical leader in the channel, channel marketing, channel sales. So we try to be very industry specific and then to go to broad conferences about like marketing automation Name or one. business application. Uh, channel visionary is one of them. And channel visionary. Visionary, yeah. And channel focus is another one. So those are small industry events. So typically we'll have a few hundred uh, channel executives, uh, mid, mid-level executive to high-level executive, and that's where you really <laughs> can create meaningful engagement and conversation with potential buyers. And you're paying, what, 20, 30 grand to sponsor each of these? That's about the right amount, yeah. Interesting. Altogether, when you add up all your paid spend, what percent are you spending on that relative to your revenue each month about? Uh, we don't look at it that way. We look at the amount of money we spend against new uh, revenue that we generate. And, and typically, it's about one-to-one. So for every dollar we invest, we would generate one dollar in the same year that we invested that. That's a pretty healthy kind of flywheel there. Yeah, we have very good return, much, much uh, higher than the average that you find in the industry of dollar invested to first-year ACV growth. Yeah, it's usually, you know, 1.2, 1.5, something like that. It takes a little longer. Um, yeah. what's, do you look at payback period or no? 
Uh, we do, and I said we typically see the return in the first year well, of the sometime, customer Well, the, the reason I asked revenue, that... Revenue-wise, not profit-wise. He was going to say those numbers are not always the same. So some people will look at payback period and they'll, they'll multiply gross margin on the end of it versus the number you gave me. Typically, people don't consider gross margin. It's a dollar in. How long does it take to get a new dollar of ARR? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, tell me more about the team. What's the team size today? Uh, we have total 50 people. Five zero. Uh, Five zero, yes. Based uh, where? Uh, mostly in New York City. Okay. That's where our headquarters is. And we have also people spread around the world. Uh, some of them are in support services. Some of them are in development. Some of them in content management. Uh, so we do uh, leverage you know, a global presence also because we have global customer base that need global support with languages and time zones. I know that many of you have thought about launching your own online courses to help sell more of your software and other products, but a lot of you guys haven't started, myself included, to be honest. It's too much work. You got to have a landing page builder plus web hosting, probably some video hosting. You have to dabble around in WordPress. You have to mess with an e-commerce system, membership plugins. If you want to get fancy, even affiliate software, the fact is it's too complicated. Now, all of this recently changed for me when I had the CEO of Thinkific on my show. You see, for many years, I've been building this content that I call the eight empires, but I've never been able to monetize it because I couldn't find an easy way to put it up and deal with members and consumption of the content. Well, it took me about 23 minutes to put this content up inside of my Thinkific course, which is great because I can then put that course right on my website. So here's what I did. I saw how easy it was. I then went live on Facebook. I drove two sales and 97 bucks each. And I was like, okay, wow, this works. I wanna strike a deal with a CEO. So that's what I did. Any of you guys can use Thinkific today for one month totally free on the business plan. Everyone else, if they go to the regular website, they pay 99 bucks for that. But to start and launch your own course, totally free for that first month, go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Thinkific. You'll also get Oh, over about $1,000 and other goodies that they make other people pay for. So go to nathanlacka.com forward slash thinkific. All you have to do is put in your email, click agree, and then take the next steps to rock and roll. I'll see you there. And before you know it, you'll have your online course launched and making sales. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash thinkific. Holding that one-to-one ratio you just gave me earlier, uh, I mean, that's great if you can get, you know, one new customer there. But in order to scale, you have to get more aggressive. I mean, how much money can you spend and still hold that ratio in your current acquisition channels? It's a good question. I I don't know the number right off my head. I mean, this is the tough part, right? I mean, you can find a pocket of money with super healthy economics, but how long does it scale into diminishing returns kick in? I think we we can scale it pretty Nicely at, at this rate, uh, because the revenue that we generate really required uh, more cash flow to subsidize or to pay for um, kind of the credit that we give for our customers. But because our customers very large, well-established enterprises, uh, we can continue to find working capital to subsidize the gap that be- between the time that we expense to the income that we receive from our customers. Yep. And I mean, look, if you have so a- more cash flow management than other kind of a profit and loss issue. <coughs> Got it. I mean, look, if you have a, a $20,000 
monthly kind of average or 240 grand a year and you have that one-to-one ratio i mean you're but you can spend up to 240 grand to acquire these guys that's how big they are mm-hmm. yeah yeah how many of the of the 50 on your team are inside sales folks uh, we have uh, the total sales team that we have is three people okay and what are their roles uh, director of sales two and one is uh, sdr sales development rep so you don't i mean Okay. And I mean, their data activities, do you rely heavily on inbound stuff or inside sales or no, it's a different model they follow? Uh, it's combination, but we do most of the, the, the leads that we get, the quality one are inbound that are result of our different marketing activities. Churn is always tough in a SaaS company. How do you manage churn? You have a large sample size to, to analyze considering yeah. you've been around for a couple of years. Uh, dramatically, fanatically, whatever you want to mention, title it focus on on customer success and so we spend a lot of time a lot of attention there are some years that we um kind of uh, grow or decide to grow slower and bring less less customer to make sure that the existing customers are happy and uh, that's the holy grail of any SaaS business the retention and very proud to say that we finished uh, 2017 and we lost a single customer so we were almost a 99 percent retention rate now how much revenue did that represent though very small. It was a small customer. And actually, because they didn't adopt and didn't grow, they, they, they churned from the customer base. How significant? Like 5% of revenue, 10%? Uh, it was very less than that. Less very, than 5 very Yeah. Okay. It was a customer that never adopted, so they never scaled beyond what we call the pilot period. And because we're, our licenses are based on the number of partners that are using the system, if you don't scale beyond, beyond the initial 50, then the revenue is not significant. So it wasn't a, a big revenue loss, but we invest a lot in bringing those customers in. So every loss is a loss, and we try to learn from that and, and improve our adoption rate and, and onboarding process. So uh, we end up very successfully with customers that continue beyond uh, three months, six months, or your first year pilot. So Daniel, you lose five, last year, you, you lose less than 5% of your revenue, but you obviously drove expansion revenue. Were you at net negative revenue churn? And if so, by how much? No, we were in positive. Well, positive revenue, positive revenue churn would not be a good thing. Net neg, if your expansion was greater than what you lost, you'd be net negative revenue churn, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I misunderstood your question. That's okay. So I don't know the answer to that. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of like backwards, yeah. forward stuff. Yeah. I have troubles all the time because I'm dyslexic yeah. with it. But I guess the easier way to ask the question is, how much expansion revenue did you drive? Do you drive from the current base? I don't have the number right in my head. You don't know. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, do, do you know though? If over the past twelve months you gained more revenue by upselling current customers than that five percent of revenue that you lost from the one churned one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting. Yep. Um, very good. Now, so how does, I mean, how does, you've been doing this for um, uh, 20 years, right? How does a guy like you create wealth from his company? You created it before. <laughs> okay, got so it. So this is, this is my fifth uh, startup, and we had successful exits before. And uh, I think part of uh, building a startup is to understand that not all, always it's an overnight success. And you can build wealth and you can build a successful company over time. Uh, and not every company is meant to be sold you know, two, three years later uh, and move forward. Um, I believe in this company. I believe in the vision. Uh, I, I also recognize that I started too early. Uh, I was the founder and CEO of NetGrocer, the first online nationwide supermarket back in 1996. 
And prior to that, I was part of the team that invented internet telephony, voice over IP in 1993. So sometimes you're a bit early to the market. I recognize it with structured web after a while. And we build a strategy and focus and, and a very low burn rate to be able to manage and grow. And we think that when we see it with the revenue growth and customer growth and the profile of our customers, that now <laughs> it's the right timing. So sometimes you have everything perfect. You have the right team, the right funding, the right vision. And, but the timing is wrong and, and the companies fail. We managed to say, okay, we understand the timing is not right. Yep. Let's wait. Let's find a way to stay in business. Are and, you cash flow positive well. today? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we raised, the last time we raised money was years ago. So you're not burning capital? No, we're generating capital. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, are you in talks to sell the company right now? No, we think it's too early. Uh, the company still has a growth potential and maybe in a few years. All right, Daniel, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Uh, business book I read? Yep. Don't remember. Okay, that's a no. Number two, is there a, what's the, who's the last CEO you had dinner with in your town? In my town, uh, Jeff Leventhal. He's a very successful serial entrepreneur. With which company is his latest? His latest, uh, Railworks. Railworks, good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool besides your own? Trello. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Mm, six to seven. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? Married, two kids in college. Oh, great. And how old are you? Uh, 50. All right, Daniel. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Nothing. I think it's the life is very interesting and you go through it and what, what you learn through life and what you expose through life, that's life. There you guys have it from Daniel. He's got the patience of a grasshopper. I don't know if I could last 20 years at one company. I'm too, you know, squirrel <laughs> all over the place. 1999 founded Structured Web. They now have a team of 50. Again, helping channel partners really scale. They're serving 36 organizations that pay on average 20 grand per month. So somewhere in the $700,000 per month range right now, up from about 600 grand just 12 months ago per month. That's about 20% year over year growth, super healthy economics, less than 5% gross revenue churn annually. Net revenue churn is negative, which is obviously healthy. Uh, payback period less than 12 months. So again, economics look good based up there in New York City holding out. The time is right right now. Daniel, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Have a good day and thank you for inviting me, Nathan.